Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Spirit School of Ministry podcast. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So much energy today. Pastor David, Mm -hmm. Pastor Bob, I'm Liz, and we are talking about the church today. It's one of our favorite things, huh? I don't know. Is it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, it Pastor is. David? It is. That's a great thing. We love the church because Jesus loved the church. I love the church. It's so scary. Mm-hmm. Scary? It's a scary place? Scary people? No. Why is it scary? Because I go there. Oh, well, <laughs> no. that is scary. Yeah. <laughs> scary who they let into those yeah. places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What would you say are some of the challenges facing the church today, Pastor Bob? Oh, good. The Maybe some of the older put, generation. Put Pastor Bob on the spot. Yes, younger yes. generation. Yes. Like the different generations. Some of the cha- like, the do you want to know how I'm equipping myself? For yeah. This, what are this, some challenges, challenges the body of Christ are... might be facing? Oh, we'll, we'll ask the questions. <laughs> we'll ask the questions. Yeah. <laughs> we will ask the questions. I would hope that you'd also come up with the answers <laughs> if yeah. you ask those yeah. questions. Um, what do I think is a challenge to the church today is to mm-hmm. understand and know they actually are the church. I believe there's a, a void of people understanding who they actually are mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. And consequently, it uh, pours over into the corporate or the local body where, you know, it bodies kind of roam aimlessly. Bodies, yes. <laughs> Like the walking I know dead. This, I, I noticed yeah. these folks are like in the walking dead. I'm like, I've never watched it, but it sounds like it could Just be fun. Roaming, <laughs> roaming the earth. Roaming the earth. Devouring. I think Paul's Seeking whom they the may devour. Yeah. Okay. Paul understood that, right? He understood that you, you know, they devour themselves. Oof. So yeah. many great visuals. That is yes, like the walking have. dead. Yes, it is. It is the walking dead. So I don't know. Christians I've never watched it. The Christians do that? Uh, I think they start by eating themselves. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> like they not realizing their importance mm-hmm. and their uh, how they're essential in the church. Yeah. Wow. Did we just get serious all of a sudden? I thought it was going to be happy. Yeah, you brought it there. We just brought we're it there. All but over it, the place. but re- in reality, if you if you do that, then uh, that's a real problem for the church, right? Because this church is supposed to be the glorious manifestation of Christ himself. Yeah. And it, it's supposed to be uh, wonderful and spectacular and show God. And if we can't figure out who we are in the mm-hmm. process or we start uh, demonstrating another God, which can happen pretty easily because, oh, wow, did we go there? Oh, now we, we went way wow. to the deep end. Wow. Because uh, sometimes churches spend a lot of time a lot of time uh, focusing on uh, other gods. What type of other gods? Uh, self-importance, uh, relevance, uh, yeah. impact, mm. uh, influence. Uh, which I believe, by the way, you're supposed to have all those things in a church. <laughs> like I understand that's supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't believe that should be our focus because mm-hmm, yeah. I think then we get off of the focus that God was trying to make us uh, see at least or begin to mm-hmm. uh, uh, try to grab for, grasp, and that is making him great in the earth through us, with us. So the church could be married to another husband? Can be. And oh, by the way, yeah. I love the church. Mm-hmm. I think it's spectacular. I think that um, I feel very at home in the church. So I don't want someone to think, you know, when we're talking about the church and mm-hmm. some of its issues, mm-hmm. I also want to talk about its greatness. Yeah, Because there, there are times when, um, well, without it, I don't know if I'd be walking with Jesus, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, and I think anybody's like, oh, it's just me and Jesus. I, you know, we're, no. <laughs> no, I'll share just so. something on that because I used to have that mindset where it was really my focus was my solitude with the Lord, which mm-hmm. is critical. You yeah, absolutely have to have that. Um, but a lot of times I would feel a loneliness and I'd say like, you know, oh Lord, like I, I connect with you, but there's, there's something missing. I'm not 
there was something I'm not getting just from time with you. And I go to, I would go to church and I would minister, but I wasn't allowing, um, I wasn't really like receiving anything from other people. I was just going to minister, which I mean, that could be the other side of the coin where people only go to receive ministry. Mm -hmm. They only go to get something, but I only went to minister. And I was like, I was, I'm only going to get things from Jesus. I'm not going to, I already know the things that the guy's teaching. <laughs> you know, I'm already like, I have friends already in different areas. I have other pursuits. And I didn't allow myself to receive, you know, what other people would give, whether it's their friendship or their time. or, um, And I would feel a loneliness. And, you know, obviously the church is the body of Christ. So if you're going to get a hug, which you need as a human being, um, God's going to hug you with his body. If you're going to get right. a word, God's going to speak head. to you uh, from his body, right? If you need a touch, you need him to touch right. you and heal you. He's going to do it with a member of his body, like his hand. And so I, I had to see that and I had to, you know, humble myself to say, I'm not just going from a place of, it was pride of just like, I'm going to go to, to give only mm -hmm. and only Jesus wow. can give me something. But I, I actually, I need to let myself receive from people and get that hug and the touch that I needed as a human. So. Um, I don't know if that connected to anything that we're saying, but yeah, no, I totally <laughs> resonate with that because that. one of the things that I learned, um, during COVID <laughs> and all of the isolation that happened there was I actually need people mm -hmm. like it's not a, a, an op. And that was like, it took, actually really humbled me because you kind of, you know, it'd be pretty self-sufficient and like, it's like, there's a lot of benefits to mm -hmm. people and like, mm -hmm. you know, you, but like to actually have a need, mm -hmm where you, you cannot live, um, any type of healthy life without p other people. Yeah. That for me was like, um, I don't know, it was a revelation for me and it was something that was very, was humbling, but also very, um, um, brought a lot of joy to me also because I have people, yeah. you know, it's like I have a need that's not being yeah. met, but yeah. It was, well, I actually think you know. in the, in the church, I actually believe this, not just think it, but believe it and try to walk in it, is that um, just like we are supposed to hunger and thirst after righteousness and hunger and thirst after God and his presence, and we really should uh, allow ourselves, and I think we have to bring ourselves to that place where we hunger and thirst for his church, for the body, for people mm -hmm. in the church, yeah. where um, because you can get into a place where you take people for granted and you just like they're there, okay, there they are, and saying, whereas um, so then you don't really receive, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. like I said, you can come to minister, you can come to re just get entertained, but you're not really receiving, yeah, and exactly. that comes from a hunger that doesn't come. And it's just like our hunger for the Word of God, um, I believe that God puts some a, a big portion of that in us to hunger after him. Um, but I believe he wants us to partner with him mm -hmm. to hunger after his word, like to make ourselves hungry, if you will, for it um, and for him. Mm -hmm. But the same thing for the church, for the yeah. body of Christ. And that's a tougher, that's a whole that's a whole mindset. We're talking about the whole COVID thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's, um, it, I believe it was easy for the church to get into a place, a stupor. Did I just use the stupor word? Mm -hmm. Yeah, stupor where they forgot yeah. their need. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it just became apparent that mm -hmm. they never ha either had that need or didn't appreciate that need. Yeah. Well, it's something That's the Lord has to give you, like you said, like, but we only have one appetite. Mm -hmm. And so it's what, what are you going to feed your appetite with? Mm -hmm. And your appetite will grow. Like if I start eating uh, three hamburgers in every meal, eventually my body's going to crave, you know, three hamburgers every meal. <laughs> your appetite will expand according to what you put into it. Um, and a lot of people aren't hungry for fellowship uh, for the same reason they're not hungry for the word of God. The same reason when I'm not hungry for the word of God, it's because I filled with other things. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, and when it comes to fellowship or church, um, you can get that same fix from, um, you know, athletics or from clubs or from activities or even from having one best friend that you, that's the only person you ever talk to about anything. And you can get so glutted with that, that you lose a hunger for what God has, which is something much better. It's diversified. It's intergenerational. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's going to serve you a lot better and you're going to contribute a lot more. But if you don't go to fellowship, if you don't seek that out and take an initiative, 
and start eating that food, you're not going to build mm-hmm. that appetite in my view. So. I think part of the uh, what happened, like you mentioned, I mean, I don't like to make mm-hmm. our whole podcast about COVID when we're talking about the church, mm-hmm. but I believe a, a, a um, important component that happened there through the isolation was uh, people, um, they filled that hunger with other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, TV and movies. And, and you notice how the world really adjusted to that. Oh, yeah. Like they just like, here it is. It's all yours now. Mm-hmm. It's 24-7 as much as you want. We'll do, you know, and, uh, and that uh, has replaced in many people, I believe, the need for fellowship. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, covered it. Mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, uh, and it's so, uh, but God's like, you know, he, he wants us to have each other. He wants yeah. us to be with each other. He, that's where... Uh, the interchange happens, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where, uh, you know, God's spirit flows and, and the blood flows through the body. It doesn't just happen all alone, although you should have that private time. We yeah. did a whole podcast on time alone with God because mm-hmm. we absolutely understand it's essential and believe it. And it's absolutely necessary. You will not have a successful walk with God and you won't have a successful walk with God alone, which yeah. is a little bizarre when you actually think about it. Yeah, it is. It doesn't seem like it should be that way sometimes. Right. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just like it's, it doesn't like you should be able to get everything you need from God directly. Right. He's all. He's our all in all. Right. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you forgot to look at my body. Yes, and that he's not disconnected. Right. Right. Just a little <laughs> head floating around. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's the means that God uses. We, we yes. want to just make it be about like, okay, well, this is the way, the means I want to receive from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it should only be through reading the Bible or it should only be listening to worship music or only showing up on Sunday. Why isn't God meeting all my needs? Why, why am I not satisfied? Well, there's many quote unquote means of grace where God's going to meet you through fellowship. He's going to meet you through his word. He's going to meet you through... Um, you know, you actually go and serve people and you receive something from God. And so, yeah, if you just ignore all the ways God is, is going to touch you mm-hmm. um, and you're like, I only want to get touched by the crown of the head of God or something. It's like, well, <laughs> there's a lot of other ways that he's going to serve your life and he's going to come and touch your life. Um, and it is simplistic to say, well, I did this one thing and God didn't satisfy me. He's He's put so many enterprises in place and so many... Um, venues and ways for you to get plugged in and ways for you to receive mm-hmm. um, to not take advantage of those and then say that you're not plugged in is uh, irresponsible and yeah. we've, we've all done it I think there's such a gift too in being able to get outside of yourself mm-hmm. you know that's like um, just to be able to get beyond your own perspective your own opinions mm-hmm. your own beliefs and have like yeah. and have challenge and have pushback and be able to um, experience things differently that different people mm-hmm. bring. Like to mm-hmm. me, that's such a gift because sometimes um, I'm so inside my own my own head. It's like I get tired of myself. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> really, and it's so limited. That's the thing. Like yeah. I realize, like mm-hmm. as big as I think my vision is, as much you know, my mm-hmm. revelation of God, my experience with Him. It's like I I love when I'm just so surprised and um, challenged by someone else's experience, their perspective on things, you know, it's like the, you don't, you get so much more of a complete picture of God and his, his bigness, (laughs) you know, his enormity and like, just, I think that's one of my favorite things actually. Well, actually in that whole process of the challenge, it's not only challenged because we're like wowed by somebody else's knowledge or, or experience with God or Mm -hmm. that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, um, God put the church together, God did, mm-hmm. um, so that we would be challenged by each other's personalities yeah. and have to work through it in a godly way yes. and actually um, apply his godly principles so they're not just head knowledge and they're not just little laws and rules and you know things that have no, they're not real in your life today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to work out your life with people. Yes. You have to work out what you believe is your Christianity mm-hmm. with people, <laughs> not just all by ourselves. And that's one of the issues. I actually believe that's a big part of why the church as a 
entity, if you will, is under attack. The mm -hmm. concept of people going to a church <laughs> is a, a big thing. So if, if the church is where his glory is going to be manifested, if the church is the place where he's coming back for, yeah. and that, well, it would make sense. That would be the thing that the enemy of our soul would come against. It's like, hey, great. We messed that up. Mm -hmm. The rest of the story is, you know, is on hold. Mm -hmm. It's it's deferred. It's it's messed up. Yeah. And so um, we we have to see it. Like the church is there um, to um, increase us, to uh, establish us, to to um, help us, and and to irritate us. <laughs> <laughs> Like the sand in the oyster. Like the sand in the oyster. <laughs> or else you, I love that, the mm. sand in the oyster thing. But it, Or else, you know, you don't get to work out your salvation for right. real. You just get like, just me and Jesus. You can just be a monk, go up on a hill, you know. Right, and then all your faith them. is theoretical. Yes, it's right. never worked out, and right. you have to work it out. And this is the biggest challenge with, you ask about church, what's the biggest challenge again? Well, it's, you having your own little private religion and your own little private church. Mm -hmm. See, I don't have to go to church because I got Jesus at home. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. nice. You should have Jesus at home. Adam, right. you should have Jesus everywhere. But the reality is Jesus decided <laughs> that you needed more than just him. Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. Was that like? It sounds like you're saying I got Jesus in my back pocket. Yes, like you have control over him, <laughs> and you're not um, you're not being encountered by him and and um, given a new perspective, like Liz was saying. And it is the iron sharpening iron process, mm -hmm. which is a rough process, and it's not you don't enjoy being transformed. You don't enjoy being forged, you know, <laughs> heated up and smashed and you know chiseled away at. But that's you know, the Lord's doing that with your heart and with your your character and your soul. Um, and there's, you know, there's a big difference because people can show up to church or they can, mm -hmm. they can turn on church now, live stream. Um, right. But I can bring my physical body to church without bringing my whole self. You know, it, it's all how I engage. Mm -hmm. I have the choice of whether I integrate into the body of Christ or whether I orbit the body of Christ. Um, yes. And so I can, I can look like I'm there. I can be a, a tear, right? Like a weed mm -hmm. that looks like a wheat, you know, I can, harsh. I can be there, um, but I'm not. I'm not producing any fruit because I'm not plugged in. I'm not, um, I'm not bringing yeah. myself to that. Well, I'm going to bring it to the deep end right away. You can turn Jesus into an idol. <laughs> oh my God. They all, I lost the two of them. I wouldn't right say now. it that Jesus, way. Well, I know you wouldn't say it that way. Because you have that little plastic Jesus that's <laughs> in your pocket that you take out and put down and go, see, it's me and Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Jesus was now. not designed <laughs> to be an idol. He right. is God, yeah. <laughs> all right? And, you know, you can just show him off to people like, see, I have Jesus. It's just <laughs> me and him, matter of fact. And now he's become an idol in reality, and people don't realize that. I know I just brought you both to the deep end here. I'm sorry. Has anyone ever made I'm probably get thrown out of the church for that right. one, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, he can become a nice little yeah. plastic figure in a church, for mm -hmm. that matter. Oh, come he's on. probably white in that too, huh? He's oh. like a blonde white, like <laughs> idol Jesus. Because, um, right, there's the two types yeah. of idolatry, right? It's it's worshiping a false god or worshiping the true god in a false way. Right. And so that would be that of like, hey, right. here's Jesus, but I'm worshiping him however I want. I'm bringing the Cain sacrifice. Well, and whatever, like, this know? is what he looks like, mm -hmm. right? And I define what he looks like, right? Like, I mean, going back to you should not make, you know, thou shalt not make a graven image. Mm -hmm. of the Lord. And like, this is what he looks like. This is how he operates. This is how big he is. This is what he does. And this is how I position him in my life. That's really what the and, Lord was saying there. And right? he's like saying, it, if you, you know, if you really want to see me, just look around yeah. in the church yeah. yeah, and you're seeing me. Right. Now you might not be perceiving me, <laughs> but you're seeing me, right? Just like you might not uh, be listening to me, but you're hearing me, mm -hmm. right? So that's where they have ears, mm -hmm. but they don't hear. They have eyes, but they don't see. Yeah. The reality is how that actually occurs. That was to God's people. That wasn't to some people don't know God, right? And right. so God's people today can suffer the exact same thing because they don't see Jesus in the church. Yeah. And the reason they don't see him 
is because they have an idol called Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then they turn the rest of the church into an idol that has to measure up to their little plastic idol of Jesus, who's always perfect to them. By the way, if you have a plastic idol Jesus, plastic Jesus. There was an old song back when I grew up in New York. I can go 100 miles an hour as long as I got the almighty power of that little plastic Jesus sitting on the dashboard of my bobble, car. Bobblehead you know, Jesus. Little bobblehead Jesus. Little and guess God. what? If that's the Jesus you have, he is an idol, and everybody has to measure up to that idol that doesn't talk to you, doesn't bother you, doesn't irritate you. Come I on. Now. I don't think any of our listeners have that operating in their life. I think they're all... Perfect. Perfect people. I believe that. I mean, I know. Well, let's go on to something else then. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about perfect church. <laughs> I mean, because it's, e okay, so this is the thing. Like, it's easy yeah. to be like those people with their plastic Jesus. Mm -hmm. oh, you I'm know what I mean? I'm that like, people. Wait a minute. Did I say them? I said <laughs> us, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure, I'll just speak for myself. Like, I have times, I've had times in my life where it was like, this is Jesus and this is what he looks like, and this is what he does, and you know, and Put him then in that nice sweet box. But that's why it's so great when you have, and it's really easy to maintain your delusion by yourself. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's true, right? I mean, but then when you have other people in front of you, and they're revealing some other part of Jesus that doesn't fit with your delusion, your religion, then you have to like, you have to do something with that, right? You right. have to you, now you have to confront that. Like, is that, oh, I, I didn't realize, maybe you realized, maybe you didn't, but that's the great gift of other people is that there's like confrontation that happens. Uh, yes. Right. It's Which the is iron difficult. Iron. Right. I mean, it's but it's the real, but deal. it is, it's like, oh, mm. I didn't realize I had set up these parameters for what I believed. And I had, I'm think I'm like, you know, so open to the Lord and right. have such great revelation. And then something, someone else says something or presents something to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, that doesn't fit in my, my right. theology. Well, you, <laughs> because that, that kind of theology doesn't require you working it out. Right. That right. theology serves you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It does become an idol. Yes. It's not, it's, you know, we can call it God, right, right? right? But God's like, I will have no gods before me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so God, you know, he identifies idols as gods, mm -hmm. right? He's not, yeah. and so, and that's why, you know, you made this God, like he talks about in the Old Testament, you know, you chop down a tree, you carve him up really nice, maybe even coat him with gold. That's cool God, you know, mm -hmm. gold God. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, he doesn't talk because we like it that way. Mm. See, because having God not talk to me, <sighs> then I'm not responsible for what he might say. Yeah. And what happens if he's saying, by the way, I want you to work it out in the church. Right. Like, that's not God. <laughs> that's not my little plastic Jesus that I put up. Well, that's really true, everything you're saying. And I think Sad, it's um, it? the church needs to be a place where we see the glory of the Lord. And we mm. see it together. And this is the, mm. the scripture that came to my mind is Second uh, Corinthians 3.18. We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And that Spirit is in all of us corporately looking to, uh, to see the real Jesus, not plastic Jesus, but <laughs> glorious Jesus with eyes like a flame of fire, beat like burnished bronze, voice like roars of many waters, sword coming out of his mouth. But when we behold that glory together, mm -hmm. we start to become like that. Where if you're beholding plastic Jesus, you're becoming like plastic Jesus. <laughs> You'll always become like the thing that you glorify, the right. thing that you look at. Right. And so if you have um, you know, a works Jesus, well, you're going to become a works person. <laughs> if you have a condemning Jesus, you're going to become a condemning person. Right. If you have a glorious Jesus, you're going to share his glory, but you're not going to see it all by yourself. That's why I love how this says mm -hmm. we all with unveiled face you know, need to see him together. You guys are kind of young, but before, before probably you were, I don't know. And in church, we, we used to sing a song when like we'd sing it out of the Bible, actually, uh -huh. you know, Bible scriptures okay. and, or like that. Yes. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh mm. shall see it together. 
Amen. There's a lot to that. You hear what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. that's God saying, you better work this out or you don't get to see my glory revealed. Now that was a mouthful. <laughs> you know, because everybody yes. wants the glory of the Lord or maybe they want their own glory. But here's yeah, a test. Here's a test of whether people believe the Bible because sometimes people say, no, I'm going to I'm going to isolate myself because I read the scriptures and I, all I need is the scriptures. All I need is my favorite Bible teachers. And that's what I did for a while. To be mm-hmm. honest, that might offend some people. I'm I'm one of you. I, I love the scriptures. But if you really listen to the scriptures, mm-hmm. if you are being molded by the scriptures, mm-hmm you will give your life to the church because that is what Jesus reveals for you to do in the word, in the scriptures. You can't choose the scripture over the church or over the spirit because the word leads you in to the church and leads you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's a question of not like, again, do you make an idol out of the Bible Mm -hmm. or do you listen to the Bible? Do you make an idol out of Jesus or do you listen to Jesus? Mm -hmm. Is it really God speaking to you? I love what you said of like, it's a lot easier if he doesn't speak to you or he only speaks to you in the way that you say he's allowed to that confirms everything that you already think. Yeah. Well, I think one of the pitfalls that happens is that um, the enemy tries to get us to pit things against each other, right? Like, is it the scripture or is it the church? It's like, well, they are mm-hmm. all one and the same, right? Is it grace? Is it works? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, you know, Pastor Pat's great. Is it right. this or is it this? Yes, yes it is. Is yes. it the local church? Is it the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. Those things are not against each other. Yeah. They're not in competition with each other. They're not mutually other, exclusive. Right? They're not. They and it's be. like they mm-hmm. all they all work together because it's all the same spirit, right? It's mm-hmm. the same God. It's the same Jesus who is um, working in us and moving in us and we're alive in him. And it's like this whole thing of this versus this it's so uh against christ it's anti-christ right it is because it pits um life against life Mm. like cells against cells which is cancer right like Mm -hmm. that's it's just it that does not going to produce anything good and you will not find the fullness of life in one or the other it's all together and i think one of the biggest um cultural things that um, has come on people right now is this whole concept of attending church. Oh. And you, the Lord said it to me this way. He's like, you don't attend church any more than you attend your marriage. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like I it's, do marriage on weekends. <laughs> it's, it's covenant. It's yeah. people who have covenanted with the Lord and covenanted with each other to be one with each other and to pursue the fullness mm-hmm. of Christ with each other. And that my life is so entwined with yours it's not just that I decided to this organization feeds my you know meets my needs or or is the way that I like it. It's like no, this God has put me here and joined me with these people so that we can pursue the fullness of Christ together. And that level of relationship, that level of decision supersedes personality <laughs> conflicts, supersedes ministry, you know, positions mm-hmm. or like even um, vision of how to do things or what you're supposed to do. It's like the level of covenant is about sharing life together and that my life belongs completely to you. I don't just attend this relationship. I, you know, when it's convenient or when it's not convenient and it doesn't matter if I I could watch it from a distance and it's no different. It's like, no, this is, this requires bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. We are, we are one. And even when we disagree and even when we don't like each other, we still are one yeah. and we still have a unified purpose. And that is like so missing, yeah. right. I think. In well, I think uh, just like I mentioned, we can do a plastic Jesus idol. Mm-hmm. You can do a plastic church idol. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very easily. Yes. And yes. it's it's the same. Yes. It's the same <laughs> difference. Lego church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't. You What you do is you set up something that serves you. Mm-hmm. right or it doesn't bother you mm-hmm. that's all it's just it's and, and by the way yeah keep it at no not just arm's distance keep it like way far away yeah. from you so that you can engage it only the way when you set the rules and it's your you know now it's your church <laughs> you know you own it came into your back pocket mm-hmm. and that uh is not what right. jesus came for so he came to give his life yes for the church mm-hmm. 
And he's telling us, hey, what you see me do, do. It's a really simple, right? That's what, you know, I want to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? Yeah, he gave his life for his church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. So. There was no other. And so, you, you know, so what does he want me to do? What would Jesus do? Let me look on my, you know, let me, you know, look in my little crystal ball and see what would Jesus do in this case? Like, you know, let me find it deep in the scriptures. He gave his life for the church, mm-hmm. especially to give your life to the church. Wait, wait, wait. Like just pastors? Oh, yeah, only pastors. Only pastors yeah, or I, just fivefold ministers? Because they're the only ones that matter in the church, right? <laughs> you mean I give mean, your life to church programs, right? Right. Yes, yes. Like be give at your all life the events. to doing stuff that looks good on the yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not your heart. Right. No heart stuff. Okay. Or like see, your personal time. <laughs> or your personal time. That's my time. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That's my time. That's, t- that's touching my idol there. Right. I, you know, right. I don't like that. My Netflix time. You know, that, or how about that's the time I read the word. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Someone just called. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. They didn't call the pastor. They called you. Yeah. So you text the pastor. You text the pastor, and pastor takes care of it. Of course, because that's what happens, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how it. That's how church works. That's what's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Third Corinthians. Third. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, I love what you said in terms of marriage. That was what um, I'm praying about this what, on the drive here. Is he showed me um, that the focus of the church should be intimacy, and that's the focus of a marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Is the church is a bride, and our our groom is Jesus. Um, but he's called us to lay our lives down for one another as well. And so, um, you know, you can be part of a marriage and I've, you know, I've been, we've been married for five years, my wife and I, and, um, you know, there's times that that's not the focus. Your focus is raising your kids or it's, you know, getting the bills paid or you become, you know, for lack of a better word, like roommates or business partners, like in certain seasons. And sometimes the church can get into that. And I think like mm-hmm. you can quote unquote play church and it can be all about the building program or it can be all about um, this initiative that we have or, you know, some play that the church is putting on. And, you know, every church has to have a play. I mean, that's part of that's, that's in the Bible, too. Right. There has to be a play at least at least once. Fourth a year. Corinthians. Also, probably there, there probably has to be a puppet show at some point, too, right, for it to be a church. Um, but anyway, that's all good stuff. But I'm just joking. But like we can we can really focus on that and you think it's a joke, but I mean, there's some churches that it's about the play. It's about the puppet show. And you're like, okay, well, you know, yeah. okay. it's about intimacy with the Lord and with his people. Yeah. It's about like, okay, do, are you trying to know who the Lord is and put him number one and serve him? That's the role of the bride. Right. Um, and then, you know, are you also loving the people around you? Are you, mm-hmm. are you giving your life to them? Is, is that the focus? You know, and I think, um, you know, a lot of people have hurt toward the church and they won't, they won't plug into the church because the church has not given its life to them. Mm. And instead of them saying, I'm supposed to give my life to the church, they'll say, no, I, I tried that. And I was, you know, I was pigeonholed or I was, I was abused or I was hurt or I was, you know, I was marginalized this, that. Um, so I, I know, I just want to pay lip service to the yeah. fact of more than lip service that there are people that are hurt and they're hesitant to try again. They're mm-hmm. hesitant to lay their life down again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's what he's calling you to is to know the Lord so deeply and to know his people so deeply yeah. to have brother sister relationships mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing to have so many brothers and so many right. sisters that you can trust? Like what, again, like Liz said, whether or not you like them all the time, you don't like your brothers and sisters all the time <laughs> in the physical, yeah. mm-hmm. you're not going to like your spiritual brothers and sisters all the time, but you have brothers. Well, okay. I, I believe also that, um, Although I fully recognize that there are people that are have been hurt in a church, but I believe they've turned church hurt into a nice disease that serves them well. You see, I've been church hurt, and everybody goes, oh, yes. Well, that excludes them from church. Mm. That would be like I'm life hurt, <laughs> so you're just checked out of life. It's people it's, do that. No, they do that all the time, and yeah. it's a sad situation. Have you been hurt by the church? Uh, I've probably hurt the church more <laughs> than it's hurt me. No, that, but have you? Um, have you experienced hurt from people in the church? like hurt in the church? Well, yeah, of course. And how did you deal with that? I, I'm really asking you. Yeah, well, uh, most of the time, I don't ever get offended now i know that's a weird 
thing, but <laughs> I just don't get offended by people. I just realize, okay, well, they're going through their thing. And um, it now, if you're talking about the emotion of feeling, yeah, it be either betrayed or mm-hmm. um, either lied to, mm-hmm. not um, not recognized, yeah. not appreciated. Yeah, we all get that. It's like uh, most of that. How I deal with that is like, hey, Bob, so what? <laughs> like, okay. Let's all go cry together for a while. But then you still, I feel from God the commission to love his church. And he he's like, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Is that and a quick process for you? Is that like, quick? Like, like just now, like, like I feel it and then I get over it no, and then no, I pray no. for but them? That is actually bringing to bear the word of God being developed in you. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's not, and that's not a weird spiritual spooky thing. That's actually taking the word of God and bringing to a lie. Okay, and I say it's a lie because a lot of times it's emotional mm-hmm. uh, feeling, mm-hmm. but it's not. The lie comes in where, well, I have to separate myself from the body. So, like, if my, uh, if every part of your body decided to do that. It'd be a mess pretty quick, <laughs> right? Wow, you stubbed me. <laughs> Gone, <laughs> right? No, there's a reality of bringing to bear truth to our relationship in the church mm-hmm. where we get it like, okay, so, so maybe they should do that as when you join the church. Here, here's, the, here's the commandment number one. We guarantee someone's going to offend you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or... If you're like me, you don't get offended very easily. We guarantee you're going to feel bad. <laughs> guarantee yeah, it. Right. Like, no, no, if you come to our church, we got, you know, we got all the fancy stuff, so you'll never feel bad. Mm. It's like, yeah, you'll feel bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, matter of fact, we should guarantee it. It should be part of our, you know, I don't know, our bylaws or something, <laughs> our pledge. Guaranteed. Well, Jesus, you know, he didn't, I mean, he didn't guarantee perfect. He he did guarantee uh, the possibility of perfection, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. is not perfectionism; it's perfection. Mm-hmm. And that imperfection, it didn't mean that everything was just perfect. Right. And I just went around in a circle for you, but you it's did. like, you yeah, you know you're what I'm good. saying? You're good at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> how have you, you, how have you gotten out? over being hurt by the church, Liz? Or have you? I just hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> did you just? I did it one time. Can we, actually, can we can we just scrape that off of the uh, podcast? <laughs> I deal with hurt. Um, well, this is what I <laughs> this is this is what what I do. This is actually what I teach uh, the people that I teach is if you can just deal with it, you and the Lord, you should do that. Like just if you can uh, like go to Him, He can deal with your heart. He can heal your heart. You can be good from there. Move on. If you can't, you need to talk to someone about it mm-hmm. and, and talk to someone who can actually help, not just talk to your friend that you want to gripe to or someone else this is even the worst, someone else who's also been hurt and you want to get sympathy and gain support for your position, but actually talk to someone that you're accountable to or someone that can help you walk through it. And maybe there's even a conversation needs to happen between you and the person yeah. that hurt you or that you hurt. Biblical oh. to go talk to the person. It seems to me I read something about something about that. <laughs> There's somewhere. a problem between you and your brother, brother. right? Oh, yes. Yeah, Stop I, worshiping until you fix it. <laughs> yeah, right. leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't come here. Because some, look, sometimes we can just go to the Lord and He can He can commiserate with us <laughs> or slap us around a little bit and be like, ah, you've done way worse to me. Get oh. over it. Right. <laughs> Repent <laughs> from your pride. Hey, check, your the, check these holes in my hand. Right. <laughs> like, so you can, sometimes that's yeah. just what you need to do is spend time with Let's Sometimes that's what I need to do. Just spend time with the Lord. He deals with it. I'm good from there. He gives me a different perspective on that person and where they are. And that's awesome. Sometimes 
I actually need someone else to walk me through it. I need them to like, I need to talk to them about it. Sometimes there's actually a problem that needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. and I need someone else's wisdom and, and they, they have the authority and the jurisdiction to actually be able to decide Mm -hmm. if and when and how they want to address it. Cause sometimes things need to be addressed in the church also. And that's okay. It doesn't mean we hate people. It just means that, we have to be able to communicate and discuss things like normal human right. beings. So I have a question for you now. So I'm hijacking <laughs> the questions. Okay. But like sometimes aren't you the problem? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I'm I'm the one that someone has to we have to talk about things because right. I did something stupid right. or I said something or I so when, and sometimes I didn't mean to. Sometimes I did. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah. I did. So that means like when you go to God first uh-huh. and he says, Yeah, you're the problem. Yeah. And then you go, no, I'm not. Then you actually should go to somebody you can actually see and go, hey, yes. this is a situation. And oh, but I love what you said, not somebody to commiserate with you. Right. Because that's easy, right? That's like, see, I was right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you have somebody with so the same dangerous. issue. So but, dangerous. But no, it's crazy it dangerous. Is. It is. You know, and then, but in reality, you go, like I said, to speak truth to the situation, you have to go to the truth, mm-hmm. him first. Mm-hmm. You should. But if you don't really get it clear and it's not lining up with the Bible, right. then you really should go find somebody to help you. Now, I believe one of the issues in church is that people don't do that. They actually just never do that. Right. They never take those steps. Right. Um, they're sometimes because their relationship with God isn't also together at that time where they're listening to him, right? But mm-hmm. but then, um, or they're, they don't want to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. You have to have that um, understanding that <laughs> you could be the problem. No. <laughs> well, it's not only that you you are the problem. Like, at least one percent. Like yeah. I, there's there's never been a conflict I've had with someone that I've asked God like, is there a way you know I was wrong in this that He's not like, yeah. Why'd you get so angry about that? Even if they completely did something right. wrong, what why why is it that you're so insecure in my love that you got so deeply offended and you you had to bristle and you had to jump over them and jump on top of their point and you know, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then I can go start the conversation and say, look, I really regret how I responded to this, but I would like to talk to you about Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. And that, I mean, that opens up so much because yeah, it's almost, you get to the point where you hate talking to the Lord about it because like, God, like this is what happened. Like this is terrible. And he's like, eventually it'll come down to, well, you have pride and you're like, yeah, but they did that. And, but he, he calls you to take this, the, you know, the plank out of your own eye. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, the, the reason we're talking about all this is because the church is a family. Right. And it's, you know, you're in covenant relationship. And so yeah. anytime you have a covenant relationship, you have to be good at problem solving. There, eventually you have to address problems or else you're mm-hmm. not going to move forward. Um, so Yeah, and it's better <laughs> to address them than just to let them fester for a year. I mean, how many times have you heard that? I've hated you for five years. No. And it's, I, I'm, I have people come talk. I've, been defended at you for 10 years about this thing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. I've been fine for 10 years. I don't know what. Sorry you <laughs> like, carried all those demons for 10 years. Tell, tell me that. I could have just fixed that. We could have just addressed that oh, and yeah. just been over I re- it. I know? remember <laughs> hearing our past, Pastor yeah. Pat talk about that once. He goes, yeah, it's like when people work for a company and and then, you know, they've worked there for 25 years, you know, and the, the company's faithfully paid them and all that. And yeah. then they walk away saying bad things about the company. Like, they were horrible. They were, and, and Pastor Pat's like, how come you didn't quit like 25 years ago? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't you leave then? Like, if they were that bad and that horrible, mm-hmm. like, you just let that fester and build up. And um, it is a covenant. Mm-hmm. See, this is yeah. the deal. It's a covenant with the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, unlike most people, my marriage is perfect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I've seen know. it. Yeah, you just know like my you. wife. You've talked, <laughs> right. Because if you just ask my wife, I'm always right. Yes. We don't have to ask her. We no, know. You know that. She, I'm always right. I always told her. I go, you know, one time she said, this true confessions. One time I said something. She goes, you, you actually think you're always right. I said, well, of course I wouldn't have said it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I totally understand that. If you, I thought I was wrong, I would change the would, way I think. Right. So, you right, would never right, do that. It. Right. How Except if I you're say? ignorant <laughs> of your own <laughs> position. But I, I do often change because I love being right so much. Yes. That if you show me I'm wrong, I cannot accept that and I will repent because I need to be more right. 
So I, that if you actually care about being right, right, you should be able to admit that you're wrong because then you'll no longer be wrong. Wow. This is why I like having right. Pastor wow. David around because I have somebody <laughs> I can, you know, project wrongness on. Yes. Yes. He'll accept it right. and repent for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's oh, the reality gosh. of it is, is that it is a covenant <laughs> and it wor mm -hmm. you're working it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's and um, it it's not always easy. No. Like if you want the easy, mm -hmm. uh, I uh, you know you've heard me teach this and say it a billion times to you know it probably hurts, but easy is, I mean people looking for easy, but God has simple, mm -hmm. and He has simple, and simple is pretty much simple. Like you were talking, yeah. uh, we were all talking out of the Gospels about going to a person, right? Asking you know asking to resolve the not the differences, but to resolve the covenant so the covenant's made whole again. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes my wife and I, we disagree, but that doesn't change our covenant. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't, that has no effect. on. Well, when I believe, and I think you brought it up, and so did Pastor David, about the church is, we're supposed to see it as we're in covenant with mm -hmm. people, not not just see it. We're supposed to live it like yeah, that. Right. And that's why I believe when, and I believe also why people don't join a church now, because joining a church is like marrying yourself to that church mm -hmm. if you understand the biblical principle behind joining right. the church. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's a nice organization that serves your needs, then it doesn't have to be that at all. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's great. Just keep mm -hmm. it just, you know. Yeah, you know, just arms distance. Well, remembering perfect. that the whole, every um, God's whole goal with everything is relationship, right? Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, everything He does is for relationship. And I think I was thinking of this earlier when you were talking to David about sometimes we can get so ministry focused. Also, we mm -hmm. can use a focus on serving mm -hmm. that we we think that serving is our purpose. Well, re serving is to build relationship. The, mm -hmm. the goal is actually relationship. And if we can have so many different ministries that we forget to actually be in relationship with people. Yeah. Right. And that's the goal. We actually, I, we should not be doing a ministry if it's not building relationship. Yes. I mean, I don't know. It seems yeah, right. too simplistic, but the purpose is relationship. So that could be, I, you know, we have, you know, coffee ministry. Well, what's the goal of that? Well, I'm just a servant. I want to serve. Well, that's wonderful. But that actually should be to foster fellowship. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It should like be a to, platform or a venue. Exactly. Yeah. So there's ministry that happens because of that. People get coffee, they sit down, you know, they feel better because they have caffeine running through their mm -hmm. system now. But you can build a relationship with the people you're serving with. You should. That's right. the whole goal is relationship. It is not just to have, it's not just to be busy. And it's not even just to be busy about good things. It's to actually be building relationship. Yes. And it's really easy to forget that. It's yeah. and it's really easy to just get into serving mode, which is awesome to serve. Right. But there's something more. Mm -hmm. So something much more, more matter that. of fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the um yeah, walking with Jesus is an interesting mm -hmm. thing like this in his church, in his body. Yeah. I so, you know, we all attend Word of Life Fellowship mm -hmm. in Miwok Village, the best church in the entire universe. <laughs> no, we don't attend it. Oh, that's right. We are it. We oh. are it. We are we are it. And and anyone listening should immediately drive to Miwok Village and join our <laughs> church. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I think, I think your church that you are part of should be when you said earlier, bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh, should be yeah. something that's so endearing that you like, yeah, this is the best. I didn't yeah, say it's perfect. You should believe that about your church. You should. And anybody listening to this should believe that about their church. Mm -hmm. they, you, well, if you don't believe it, you probably won't ever see it happen. Mm -hmm. you, you know. Now, that doesn't mean you're ignorant. You don't see the things that are the flaws, and you won't. You know, all of that's all part of just walking. Uh, but our church was is actually built on fellowship. That is that interchange. That's mm -hmm. that intimacy. That's that communion. That's all of the the, the real part of church. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed in now I've been walking here for you know almost a half a century. Okay, I know it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I know I look younger you than do. twenty, you but do. okay. So the what I've seen is uh, manifested 
was actually true fellowship. Not all the time. And I think it's something that's, you know, challenged a lot mm-hmm. because it's what brings love. It's what yeah. it, it mm-hmm. it's that's where it, love is manifested. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the conania. It's where it happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the intimacy. And in our church doing the serving thing, I always look forward to serving because of the fellowship part. Right. Like I hate mm-hmm. when I go into a, a into a, a serving atmosphere that we can't actually fellowship, like love on each other and just keep going. But I, like I don't mind working all day long on something. Mm-hmm. As long as we can love each other in the process, mm-hmm. or else, mm-hmm. why are we doing that? We're right. doing it for the uh, just for the show of of serving, rather than the heart of serving. Because mm-hmm. Jesus wanted us to serve each other in an effort to manifest our love for yes. each other, not just for a show. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's he awesome. said is the mark of true disciples. Right. Yes. People will know that you're my disciple because of the way that you love each other. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, we can talk about, I mean, talking about like boiling it down to the simplest thing, but that Mm -hmm. is the truth of juicing it down, (laughs) juicing it down. (laughs) (laughs) That's the essential things that we can look at. Uh, We're talking about church, talking about discipling, talking about loving Jesus. How do we manifest Jesus? How do we live like him? They will know that you actually are a follower of me, that you're a student of me, that you've learned at my feet because of the way that you guys love each other. Mm-hmm. And that is a great that is a great thing to be part of. And I feel like there's so much negativity around churches. Right. And we forget to talk about the great part mm-hmm. of being the church together, being able to share in the life of Jesus together, yeah. having a place where you get to love people, but you are so loved. Yes. You're so loved and yeah. you know people and you're known. Like there's not yeah. enough. I don't think people recognize um, enough the value of being known. Yeah. That is such a beautiful gift. Yeah. And it's something that, yes, we get to be partakers of and receive the benefits of um, being in a loving church, but we also get to be those who who build that and perpetuate that and get to provide that for the next generation that they can grow up in a place that where they're loved completely yes. and they're known and they're going to be grown and they're going to be challenged. But it's, um, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. And as hard as it going to be some be sometimes it is, um, the most wonderful thing you can give your life to, I believe mm-hmm. that's my, I love that. That's my view on it. <laughs> so disciples, Love one another, be the church, and find a place where you can know and be known and give your entire life there. It is worth it. You will get back so much more than you give. Absolutely. So thanks for being with us today, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.